Welcome to a brand new episode of Techsplained by ITP.net, a podcast where we explore the latest exciting trends and innovations in the tech industry. I'm Adele Geronimo, and I'm the editor for ITP.net, and I will be your host for today. I'm joined by my co-host, Arya Devi, who is the commercial editor for ITP.net. Hi, everyone. This special Jitex episode of Techsplained will focus on Web3, which is being touted by many as the future of the internet. Internet pioneer Tim Berners-Lee coined the World Wide Web in 1990 to refer as the global web of information and resources interconnected through hyperlinks. More than three decades later, the internet has evolved phenomenally, connecting more people and enabling the creation and distribution of more content and increasing engagement. Web3 represents the next iteration or phase of the evolution of the web or internet. While the vision for Web3 is to enable open, connected, intelligent websites and web apps with an improved machine-based understanding of data, it is still a work in progress. So what exactly is Web3.0 and how does it work? So that's what we will dive into today, Arya. But before we introduce our wonderful guest, um, do you have any fun trivia for me about Web3? Yes, definitely I do. Did you know that the term Web3 gets nearly 200,000 Google searches per month. The term became particularly popular in the second last week of December 2021, when searches for it spiked to almost twice the monthly average. That really highlights, you know, the, the rising interest in this kind of, in this technology. So which explains why players like Bidu, a Web 3.0 pioneer, are coming on the scene. So for this episode, actually, we are joined by the company's CEO, Amin Alzaruni, who is a subject matter expert on Web3. And recently, actually, Bidu launched the first metaverse project in the UAE. Today, Amin will help us understand um, what Web3 is and its applications and implications and more. Welcome, Amin, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Adele. Thank you, Arya. So to kick us off, um, Amin, can you just define what Web3 is and explain, you know, um, how it differs from Web1 and Web2? Uh, I think you guys did a great job already uh, briefing the audience about Web3. Um, in summary, it's the evolution of the Internet. It's uh, uh, and the main keyword in Web3 is how things are getting more decentralized how us as producer of content are actually also owners of that content and we can hold that content and monetize it. Um, we have seen the evolution of Web 1 to Web 2 to Web 3, where Web 1, it was all about read only and then read and write in Web 2. And in Web 3, it's more decentralized of how we can basically monetize that data in different platforms. It gives much more empowerment and enablement for individuals, for businesses to basically be able to use that data in a much more fruitful way. So in summary, Web3 is the evolution of the internet. It's the next level of what will be uh, matured in the next five to 10 years. And it's the keyword is all about decentralization. Great. So um, you mentioned, obviously, it focuses on decentralization. So um, why do we need a more decentralized internet? Um, what were the issues or um, you know challenges that we have we are facing today in in a centralized Web 2.0 that the web, that Web 3.0 can fix? So the key 
behind moving to decentralization is how can the people like us, there are bloggers, there are people who have content that get produced and it gets monetized by the big players, by uh, big firms in the industry. And that's what's happening in Web 2. And that's why in Web 3, when now I am a blogger or I'm producing content, I can decide where that content is being used and I can basically monetize that asset wherever it's being used. It's being used, for example, on a web, it's being used in an audio, it's being used in uh, a movie, it's being used in an exhibition. Wherever that piece of content, be it an art or be it a music or be it even um, um, a material that I produced that can, a visual material that has been produced, um, I basically hold that asset and I get rewarded for it being used. So this is where it was not being possible in Web 2. And um, because Web 3 is being built on a technology enabled by the blockchain, and that's what enables the decentralization aspect, this is where Web 3 gives that benefit to the actual content holders and content producers. Um, this was not possible in Web 2 site. Mm -hmm. So this is where Web 3 comes into play and enables um, the community to, to do that. Great. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, well, uh, you gave us so much insights on what it does. So could you please elaborate a little on what are the benefits of Web3, especially for businesses and or individuals? Uh, let's take a use case as an example, and maybe I would elaborate more on uh, what Web3 provides. So let's take an artist who produces an art piece. In a, in a Web3 uh, style, when he produces that in a term which we call it an NFT, which is non-fungible token, um, he produces the, his art piece and it gets sold to another owner. So I basically own now that, that art piece. Mm -hmm. But as part of the configuration in the blockchain side and as part of the smart contract, which is an agreement that is being mm -hmm. developed on the chain, it basically perceives the right of the artist. And now it knows that I'm the owner of that art piece. Now, if I use that art piece in every uh, occasion, basically I'm the holder of it. It entitles me, it, uh, it is a proof mm -hmm. on the chain visible to everybody that I'm the owner of that art piece that has been produced by artist X. Now, if it gets sold to, a, to you, Adele, for example, it, that asset moved to you. So now you are entitled to using it. So it protects the rights of the holders of the assets as well as the producer of that asset. So now it knows that that is the artist. And mm -hmm. if in the, in the contract there is a royalty assigned to it, so that artist, he is always being rewarded for his art piece as long as it moves from one holder to another. So that's, that's where it produces that benefit, which is in the Web 2, it was not possible. And this is mainly because Web 3 is powered by the blockchain technology. I couldn't help but hear the word blockchain and NFTs. So blockchain is a fundamental element of Web3. So how can it help fuel the expansion of Web3? And also, like, what is the role of AI in Web3? We need to understand um, that all the technologies that are coming um, or what could be the outcomes of Web3. So Web3, there are uh, what we refer to just now, the NFT projects, which we have seen many of them for the last two years since the Web3 term became very common. We have seen projects like the Bored Apes, we have seen the Moonbirds, we have seen many other projects that are happening uh, nowadays. Us as Bedu, we also launched multiple projects in the curated art space. Um, uh, we also re released and uh, issued many projects in the, uh, in the utility NFT uh, tokens. 
That is one application. There is other that is the metaverse side. And this is where technologies like blockchain, AI, IoT come into play because they feed and either they sit as a, as a core systems for to develop the metaverse, for example, or they also feed in terms of data into the metaverse. Um, so outcomes like these kind of projects is where AI and blockchain is being used. When we say Web3 is all about decentralized world or decentralized systems, that's when blockchain is into play. AI comes when the algorithm that's being created is how can we basically make sure that we create that intelligence for in the metaverse side, be it an AI-powered avatars or be it an AI-powered uh, process that exists in the metaverse or services that are being offered. Great. And um, can you also, you know, expound as to, you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of what we're hearing today is um, Web3 and the metaverse being, you know, discussed together. Can you just, you know, um, share some insight as, insights as to how does the metaverse fit into Web 3.0? Um, the metaverse is a product that sits on, a techno on the technology of Web 3. Um, it's, a, it's a product that is being aimed to develop by many companies at the moment. We are, only, we are all at the very early stages when it comes to the development of the metaverse. Um, it's, a it's a product or a technology that will be matured in the next five to 10 years. It all depends on the evolution of the technology behind it, which is the back-end technologies that will come from infrastructure point of view, as well as from devices that will enable us to access the metaverse. At the same time, it also depends on the adoption rate that will come on the metaverse uh, from community members. Uh, and that is affected by many aspects, which industries will adopt the metaverse, um, which sectors will basically um, produce use cases that they can use on the metaverse. Um, I can give you, for example, an example of what we have launched at, at Badu. We have launched a metaverse called 2117, which is a highly immersive metaverse that is a replica of real life. So if people can go to work in real life, they can go to work in the metaverse. If they can go to school, if my kids can go to school in real life and learn physics, they can go to the metaverse and learn physics in a much more immersive way. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the 3D world that they will live in and the, the, the type of content and material that they will get in the metaverse is very immersive and highly experience-driven. Um, for that reason, the metaverse is something that people look at as the future of the internet. Um, and this is what we're aiming to achieve in 2117. It is how can we generate tremendous value in different sector and different industry with a main mission and main value is always there, which is the aspect of a humanity around the metaverse. Many companies took different directions. We are taking a direction of that we are creating a world where it is equal for everybody, it is equal opportunities, it's, um, the rights are equal, we are all the same at the end, no differentiation when it comes to culture, religion, nationality. Mm -hmm. It's a world where everybody can come and live together. Um, that's why the metaverse is very linked to the Web3 aspects. Decisions are being made by the community. It's a decentralized world. Policies are made by them. Um, so the aspect of decentralization, the aspects of the Web3 values has to be injected in the metaverse side. Um, we need to be very careful because um, there is a very thin line between 
becoming a metaverse or becoming a virtual world or becoming a game. These are three different aspects. You know, mm-hmm. they, they are not the same. Yeah. How do you draw a fine line between that being the game and... So the game is basically, we all know, although metaverse existed in the gaming industry for quite some time, yeah. um, but when, when it comes to discussing a metaverse project, it has to basically give the values similar to what we discussed in the education line or in the healthcare industry, for example, how I can enable surgeon to be able to execute surgery in the metaverse for training purposes, or how can I enable the real estate business or automobile business to basically test their vehicles or create simulation for a real estate project that will be delivered X amount of years from now. For us as consumers coming into the metaverse, visualizing that, um, doing a test drive, for example, for a new branded uh, without, Tesla. without Tesla, mm. but I don't yeah. want to. I didn't want to mention a specific brand, <laughs> but without doing a test drive for a specific car um, in the metaverse will be much faster than, for example, doing it in, uh, in 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 real life. Although the experience might be different in real life, but mm-hmm. that's why um, we are a believer, and this is, I believe, how it's going to be. A metaverse will be a complementary layer for real life. It will never replace how real life is. Mm-hmm. The perfect example is in the education industry. Okay. Um, I'm a person that I would want my kids to go to school mm-hmm. because the going to school is not the purpose of only the content. It's also to build friendship, build character, charisma, you know, becoming more social. But at the same time, the content that is being delivered at school can be much more immersive, as I said, in a mm-hmm. physics class or a math or biology or geology. The type of environment that I can travel to in the metaverse in an instant is massive, not equivalent to real life where things has to be scheduled in a week mm-hmm. and then trips has to be done. Imagine the amount of traffic with school buses being in the street, traveling from <laughs> one location yeah. to another, you know, um, that is an that that's that sort of experiencing multiple uh, worlds will be very um, very uh, immersive, you know. Just a, f- a funny example again in mm. uh, in in geography we have we have been taught about different countries where mm-hmm. snow comes in. Mm-hmm. You can go and visit them in the metaverse. Yeah. You can yeah. visit them. Yeah. Maybe uh, learn more about. Uh, solar system by going to the space exactly yes. going learning about space learning there are basic example even in earth you know mm-hmm. people that are being taught in for example in schools in europe they have never seen the desert and vice versa we have never seen the snow, the snow yes. deep <laughs> snow yeah so th- these are the small aspects the 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 sea world you know the, in the metaverse experiencing the sea world could be very immersive so education is one of my passion that's why i basically focus on a lot of yeah. examples on that aspect Yes, great. Um, you know, all these aspects obviously are amazing and exciting. And, um, you know, while there, the developments are happening exponentially, um, it's, it's not there yet. You know, it's not the reality today at the, at the moment. So in your, from your perspective, um, looking ahead, where do you see this, you know, becoming a reality that we can all experience? You are absolutely right. Um, everything that's happening right now is um, under the term that I like to call it a betaverse. You know, <laughs> everybody, that's a good word. everybody is trying to create the metaverse yes. that will last. Uh-huh. You know, um, 
there are few who will succeed that will be the unicorn in this space. Um, we aim to be one of them. And that's why we have these uh, big plans when it comes to the metaverse. And that's why that is our main focus and our, our big project. It will take time. It will take time, as I said. It's a, it's a timeline that depends a lot on the evolution of the technology and on the adoption from the community because it's not a financial power that's going to decide which metaverse will be yes. successful. Otherwise, we know who's going to be successful from now if it is a financial power. <laughs> uh, it's literally a mix, but the majority percentage will, will reside on the community acceptance. What will the community decide as the metaverse of the future? So um, as well as the value that's being created in that metaverse. So why would you decide... Take an example of real life example. Why would you decide to live in city A mm -hmm. rather than city B? Mm -hmm. Why would you decide to live in Dubai rather than living in another mm -hmm. country, you know, or UAE rather than another country? It will be the same scenario in the metaverse. People will be joining metaverse 2117 because there are X values are being provided. There are X facilities are there. The experience is strong. Um, uh, the type of content that they get is much powerful than the others. And, and, and that will take time until that gets developed. Okay, thank you so much for your time and, you know, for sharing those wonderful insights and, you know, um, you know speaking about uh, providing our listeners basically with a better idea, better understanding on, on what Web 3.0 is. And, you know, it's a very exciting time for the technology industry and for, for Dubai as well as, you know, as the hotbed for these kinds of innovations and technologies. Thank you so much again, I mean, for taking the time and for, you know, sharing your insights with us today. It's really exciting to find out and to understand, like, you know, the different developments that are happening in Web 3.0 and, you know, how organizations here can um, can better benefit from, from this up-and-coming technology. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us today and um, tune in again for the next episode of Texplain for to hear more explanations. See you later. Bye-bye.